Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams, and I am always excited to be able to speak into the air of your soul. I thank you for tuning in to another episode. Um, If it's your first time, thank you for downloading this or clicking. Maybe you're watching on YouTube. And if you are, go ahead and like and subscribe. That way you know every time I upload an episode, um, you'll get a a notification. So I just thank you again for tuning in. However you're tuning in, whenever you're tuning in, wherever you're tuning in. Um, I know that you're not here or listening to this Um, by accident, there's a reason, there's a purpose. Maybe the series um, uh, kind of sparked something in you as far as trusting God. And you're like, I need to listen to this. I need to develop in this area of trusting God. Um, One, I'm going to tell you, you know, it's so good that you're being honest with yourself. You're being honest in the place that you're in with your soul. I think sometimes it keeps us from being where we need to be with God when we're not honest with ourselves first, when we're not honest with God and saying, you know what, I'm having some trust issues. There are certain things that when it comes to things I don't see or something that's taking too long, um, I just start doing things out of my flesh. I start doing things for my emotions and I really want to get better at trusting God and moving when he tells me to move. And I'm here to tell you, you're right here at the right place at the right time. I believe you're going to receive something that's tailor-made just for your soul. I don't know what it is, but I know it's going to be somewhere in this message that I have for you today. And so, I don't know, right now, I just feel led to pray. Let's just um, prepare our hearts and pray right now um, just to hear and receive God. We're going to um, relax our soul, you know, whatever it is that you came in with, whatever it is that's on your mind. Right now, we want to just clear that out the way and say, God, have your way. God, I just come to you right now. First, just thank you for this day. You made it. You've already seen it from beginning to end. You know what we're going to encounter. You know what we've already encountered. But you're stopping here today to breathe life on us, to speak to us, to speak peace in the situation, to speak peace over um, our, my sister's soul right now today. And I say thank you. I say thank you in advance. I know that your word will go forth. Um, it will be heard. It will be received. And Father, I pray that that's what they hear right now. Just you, a breath of fresh air, a breath of refreshing will hit their soul, Father, knowing that you are speaking to them because you are with them, because you care for them, because you love them, and you want their soul to prosper. You want their soul to prosper, not just all the the physical things and the natural things, but you want even the, the hidden things that we can't see that's going on in our soul. You want it to prosper. You want them to live the abundant life that your son came and died for. And so I just ask you, God, to use me in this moment. Father, just help me to get rid of whatever plan or agenda that I may have. And I pray that it lines up with your thoughts, with your will, with your words. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 So 
This month, we are talking about trusting God, trusting God. And I'm going to try to do my best because I did not plan on recapping the last couple of messages. So I'm trying to do my best to remember what those topics were. But the first one I know was trusting God when you don't see it. Trusting God when you don't see it was the very first week episode for um, in this series. And honestly, today's episode is kind of aligning with that. Um, but so I encourage you to still go back and listen to that episode. You can listen to any of these episodes in any order that you want. Um, but we're just really talking about trusting God. Um, so the first episode was trusting God when we don't see it, because, you know, it's a journey there. It's a faith journey. It's a faith walk. There are things we have to believe God for and trust God for when we don't see it. And we don't trust God with our senses. We trust him with um, who we know him to be and what his and what he said. That's it. <laughs> and we got to we got to take that walk with him. So it's a faith walk. It's a faith journey. And then we talked about trusting God with our I want to say life, but um, I believe last week was trusting God with your life. So I apologize if I missed it. But we said we talked about trusting God with your life. And that means with your life means your whole heart. It means your desires. It means your plans, like everything, like giving that to God, even the things that you probably haven't even recognized that you, you haven't given over to him, that you need to give over to him, that you need to surrender to him. Um, sometimes it's hard for us to trust God with um, a lot of the physical things, when, um, like the, the, the aspiration, the dreams, the businesses, the kids, all those things. Sometimes we can hit some bumps in a row with that because I truly believe there are things deeper in our soul that we need to learn to trust God with. And so in that es episode, I talk about how God took me to a place of something hidden in my heart where it kind of showed that I wasn't trusting God with um, some hidden desires and God had to teach me and show me um, that I need to trust him with that because he's not like other men. He can't lie. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Um, just with trusting God with your life, trusting God with your life. And so um, at the end of these episodes, just so you know, we are, um, there's always going to be confessions for you, um, just to repeat over your, um, soul. Um, but last week specifically, I just felt led to pray just like I did this morning. It's just, um, sometimes we just need someone to pray over us. And I believe someone is just, they're needing prayer. And so I, I want to make sure, um, that you, you know, that you're heard and you're felt and God fills your heart and, um, he wants you to know he hears you. So know that in this journey, in this walk, in this life, you're never alone. However, God's going to get his word to you, his love to you, um, where you can feel him, where you know that he is with you. He will do just that. But I want us to come to a place where we don't need God to jump through hoops. We are we are walking so closely with him that God is living in us where, you know, he is with you at all times. Um, trusting God um, in in this life, um, I, I, it becomes, I believe it becomes easier the more we do it, the more we allow ourselves to go through um, life and the challenges it brings, the difficulties it brings, um, even the good things that it brings. There's so many good things and beauty in, in this life that God wants us to um, 
take advantage of. He wants us to feel it all. He wants us to um, explore it all and, and experience it all. But um, we got to trust him all the way through, through, all the way through. Um, I think I was reading something today or listening to something about how sometimes we like we will trust God up into an extent. Like uh, again, and, until we we don't see it or it's, it's taking too long, you know, we'll trust God into an extent and then we'll jump out and we'll do our own thing or we'll just stop or we'll quit. And it's like, man, you're never going from faith to faith because at the first faith, at the faith, at the level that you're on, you haven't committed yourself entirely to God and his will and his voice. And so until we can start getting to a place where it's like, you know what, I don't hear anything. I don't see anything, but I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this podcast. I'm going to keep showing up for my kids. I'm going to keep praying for them. I'm going to keep speaking over my husband. I'm going to keep speaking over my finances, over this business, over my health, whatever it is that you're trusting God for. Um, I just, I, I encourage you to not, to not grow weary, weary, you know, to, um, continue to hold on to what God promised you, continue to hold on to his promises that are found in his word, continue to speak those things, um, is not something that we can do off of our emotions, our feelings, because they will betray us. They will lie to us. It will say that you should give up and this is not going to happen. It will feel hurt. It will feel, it may even feel weary. But when we choose to line up with God's word, when we choose to line up with what his promise says, and we choose to say, you know, this is what I'm going to choose to believe. I know everything in me is trying to um, speak against it, but I'm going to, I'm going to stay here anyway. I'm going to keep doing it. Even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. That's when we can start breaking into this space with God, where it's like a new level of faith, a new level of trusting, because now I'm going deeper with God. I'm going past the part of my emotions, but now I'm really living by the Holy Spirit. I'm living by his word, which is which is breathed on by the, the spirit of God. I'm living now by something that I don't see, but something that I have faith in. That's how we go from glory to glory. That's how we go from faith to faith. When we choose to trust God beyond what we can see. And so for today, kind of in alignment with that, we're talking about trusting God with his timing, trusting God with his timing. Um, you know, one thing though I've, I've learned about timing with God is so different from our timing. You know, there are things that we could, we would say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready for this to happen right now, God. I'm just waiting on you. I'm ready, God. And God, he's so, he knows all these intricate details of our soul and of our lives. And he has fashioned so many things together. Um, that's in connection to the promises he has for you. Um, that it is is attached to other people's souls, it's attached to other people's lives, it's attached to other promises that um he knows when is best to do everything. <laughs> he has the perfect timing. And so I just want to help another sister out here today who may be struggling with with feeling like his promises are delayed. 
I have these dreams, I have these visions, the things that God has given me, and it seemed like it's just taken a long time to come to pass. I don't see it. It doesn't look like it's anywhere in sight. I've been doing this for years, and it's still the the same thing. I I, I pray that God gives you a new perspective, a new insight, um, and just a, a um, like a boost of strength to keep going, a boost of strength to keep going. Um, one of the a story that came to my my uh, my heart was on Joseph. Joseph, um, it, he is J- Jacob's son, and I'm really going to paraphrase a lot of the story um, because I don't want to get too deep into the story. I really want to just take out some nuggets from his story. But um, pretty much his story starts where he has this dream of his um, his family, his brothers bowing to him. Um, and he ends up getting, um, his brothers ends up um, getting really jealous of him because of his dreams. And then also his, they, they felt his father favored it, Joseph, than him, than them. And which he did, his father gave him a robe and had him check up on the, his brothers, you know, for him. So there was a lot going on in the story of Joseph, but it started out with these dreams that God had given him at the age of 17 years old. And so just real quick, as I paraphrase through the story, I'm just going to read this, um, this verse, um, it's Genesis chapter 37. I'm going to read verses five through eight, just so you can get just a little piece of the dream. Um, it says one night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream. He said, we were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around me and bowed low before mine. Um, verse eight, his brothers responded. So you think you will be our king? Do you, do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. So here, just a little background. Joseph had a dream. He actually had another one, but I just really want to focus on this dream of where he saw um, bundles of grain, his bundle of grain um, being um, being bowed to from his um, other brother's bundles of grain. Right. And so brothers got jealous. So pretty much after the brothers got jealous about this, they ended up um, throwing him into a pit and um, selling him to um, these traders that was passing by. Okay, I think they call it Ishmaelite traders um, that was passing by. Those traders took him to Egypt and sold him to Potiphar, um, to Potiphar. And Potiphar was like the, the guard, a captain guard for Pharaoh, Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Right. So they sold him to Potiphar. Potiphar had Joseph working in the house and Joseph done such, had done such a great job um, with in, uh, management, managing the house. He made him management over everything in his house. And it said that um, like Potiphar just I mean, he everything would run smoothly. The only thing that Potiphar worried about was eating food. So there was favor there. God's favor was on Joseph, even though he was done wrong by his brothers um, and, and thrown into a pit, sold and traded. Um, there was still, um, God's hand over Joseph's, um, over Joseph's life. Right. And so after he served in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife, you know, 
took a little liking to, to Joseph. She thought he was fine. She tried to sleep with him. Joseph was like, he ain't sleeping with her because he want to be faithful to his, you know, his, um, his master to Potiphar as well as to God. So he rejected her. She got upset and she lied on him and made it seem like he tried to come after her. Potiphar got mad, of course, like any husband would and had him thrown in jail. So here a second time again, um, where you see something kind of unfair happening to Joseph, right? And so Joseph gets thrown in jail. But here again, you will also see where Joseph, the hand of God is on Joseph, favors on Joseph. God raises him to, again, another management position where the guard there puts him over all the puts him, puts him over the prisoners, right? So he's there for two years or probably a little bit more. He's there for two years until um, Pharaoh calls him out because Pharaoh has these dreams and he needs someone to interpret it and he can't, he doesn't have anyone to interpret it. Right. So, um, this is where, um, I do want to pick up. So Joseph is 30 years old at this point where he is standing before Pharaoh and he interprets the dreams for Pharaoh. So think about from 17 years old, he was, that's when he was thrown into the pit, sold, um, to, um, Potiphar. And 30 years old, he was standing in front of Pharaoh. That is 13 years. When we think about God's timing, one thing I want you to think about is what if God told you that in 13 years, your the what whatever he promised you, th this will come to pass. I think a lot of us will have a, diff a couple of different reactions. For me, I'd be like, man, that's a long time, God. That's a long time. 13 years, 13, man. Oh my God. You know, there's some things that we have to understand that God does not have to tell us. And there's some things I don't, I don't think we really want to know. We would want to know the full story, all the details on how this will work, when this will work, because it could be discouraging to who we are now. We not, we may not be in a place where our soul can actually, um, accept something that that um weighty to, to to think of something for that that amount of years 13 years some of us could become very discouraged some of us can become very weary to think that you have to wait for that long um i'm just i'm just thinking i'm just talking out loud and just thinking of 13 years that's a long time you know and i look at my own situation where i was married for 10 years um and for her, if I would have even known before I got married, you know, that I was going to be married 10 for 10 years and going through all the stuff that I went through. Yeah, I would have I would have been discouraged. I wouldn't even wanted to get married. I wouldn't have wanted to go through all that I did. Um, but thank God, you know, I didn't know I had to walk out the journey and then to know that, OK, after that, I would be divorced for seven years before us returning back together again. That's 17 years. Could you imagine what what the person who I was 17 years ago could not have held or received a word like that? So when we talk about trusting God with his timing, you're also you're trusting all the unknowns. And you have to think about, like, am I at a place 
where I need to know something or that I can even handle the knowledge of God. There are things that God will tell us when we need to know it. And there are things that he won't tell us because we don't need to know it. So when we're trusting his timing, we're trusting even the timing of his information to us. There are some things that you are planning. There are some things you are thinking for the future, but you may know right now you're like, man, I don't feel like it's the right time. I don't know how to do this or put this together. Instead of forcing your way to make it happen, instead of forcing your way to try to figure it all out, we can trust the timing of God that when the time is right, he will work all things together. He will put it together. He will, it will come out the way that he wants it to come out. Um, last year, no, not, not last year, but the year before last in 2020, I was writing in my journal and the words just came to my head, refreshing the soul. I had no clue what it does, what it was, but I knew it was a word from God. Um, and I had learned at this point in my relationship with God that not every word from God is something that you just act on. Some things you just have to wait and allow God to reveal to you, allow God to show you what he means. He may be giving you a word, but it may be for something later. And so that was like in the middle of the year, 20, 2020, mid to late year. It wasn't until the end of the year, excuse me, that I realized Refresh that it, that God revealed to me. Refreshing the soul was for a podcast. I when God gave me that word, I assumed it was for a class. I'm be honest, because the way He gave it to me, He broke down some stuff for me, stages, different stages for for something, and I was like, oh, so this is the class for this for my um for um at, at my church, my local church. And I remember telling my pastor about it. The while the class part was correct, when I told her the name of it, she looked like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, but I know God gave me this word. Now I could have forced it, pushed it, whatnot, but I had to trust God that I'm like, God, you gave me this. I have to trust and hold on to this word. Not, I'm not forgetting the dream, I'm not letting go of the dream, I'm trusting that God gave me that word, but I'm also trusting his timing and him revealing what it means. I don't need to figure it out. I don't need to push stuff. I don't need to force it. I don't need to look up all, you know, all this stuff on how I can create something on my own to make this fit here. Sometimes we will do the most and God has only given us one word. Sometimes that one word is for us just to hold on to until he gives us the next word. And so I held on to it. And at the end of the year, God revealed is for the podcast. It's for the podcast. Um, so I just right now, whatever it is that God is giving you, if God has not given you what to do with it, if he has not given you the details, trust that God um, will give you the details in his timing is not for us to always go and do something with it. And I would say the way that you would know is. If you know what to do with it, because sometimes God will give you something and he'll give you a knowing for you to know this is what I'm supposed to do with this. This is what I'm supposed. if you have something in your soul right now, but you're like, I just I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how this is going to come together. I don't know who to contact. Wait, pause. 
Allow God to lead you. Allow him to reveal it to you in his timing, in his timing. Okay. Oh, that's so good. So here we're looking at, so third, so, um, 13 years later, he's in front of Pharaoh. He, he, Joseph, um, tells, um, Pharaoh what his dreams meant. And then I want to get to, that's not the, but that is not the, the dream he, he, he had the dream that God gave him was the bundles. Remember his, his brother's bundles bowing before his bundles before his bundle. Well, the, so the dream that he interprets for Pharaoh was that he'll have seven years of, of harvest in the land, um, of increase, and then seven years of famine. So Pharaoh puts him in charge of managing, you know, his affairs, managing Egypt, you know, and how we're going to break, how they're going to break up, um, distributing the food. So there's enough during the seven years of the harvest. And then there's, so there's enough as well in the seven years of the famine to follow. Right. So he puts them in charge. So after the seven years go by of, of the increase of all the abundance, they enter into the seven years of famine. So remember, Joseph is 30, seven years of increase goes by. So Joseph is at least around 37 years old, right? When the famine hits. So Genesis 42 and 6, this is when the famine hits. Joseph is around 37 years old, okay? And I'm just going by what I'm reading in this word. So if I go to Genesis 42 and 6, his brothers, um, his brothers have now traveled to Egypt because there's a famine in the land all around it where they have to come there and get um get more food, get more grain, right? So, we pick up in verse 6. It says since Joseph was governor of all Egypt, right? Cuz Pharaoh put him in charge and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came. So his brothers came looking for food and they ended up coming to him. Catch this. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. This is where the dream is manifested at 37, at least 37. That is 20 years from the time Joseph had the dream at 17 years old. Can you wait? Can you hold on to a word? Can you hold on to a dream, a promise for 20 years? Joseph had no clue that the prompt that the dream that he had at 17 years old would take 20 years to manifest but it took 20 years to manifest here in verse 6 this is where the dream um, comes to fruition since joseph was governor of all egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people it was to him that his brothers came when they arrived they bowed before him with their faces to the ground all right, I'm going to stop right there because I just wanted you to hear um, the length of time um, that happened um, between when Joseph had the dream and when it actually came to pass. And so now when we're trusting God with his timing, I, I wanted to go back and look at, OK, so what happened in these 20 years? What transpired through these 20 years? So one, we know that he was sold um, as a slave to Potiphar. And then he worked in Potiphar's house 
as a manager of his household and then was sent to prison. I mean, there these unfair incidents, incidences happen. We're aware of that. We know that, right? And sometimes in life, on this journey, while we're trusting God, that God has given us a promise. He's given us a dream. It's great. It's big. Um, but then things happen along the way that's unexpected. Things that happen along the way that it just seems like this doesn't line up and this doesn't match the dream that God gave me. What I'm going to tell you, if God gives gives you a dream, if he gives you a promise, it's sure to come to pass. That's one thing we can take away from what we see happen here. God cannot lie. Whatever it is that he's entrusted in your heart, that he's placed in your heart, it will come to pass. But this is what I saw that happened with Joseph in particular in these 20 years. I saw him, I saw humility. I saw him um, recognize God as the source, God as his source, period, but even God as his source of his dreams, of his gift to interpret dreams. Go to Genesis, we're going to track back, Genesis 41, verse 16. Genesis 41, verse 16. And this is when. This is when Pharaoh calls him from out of prison to interpret the dreams. He said, Pharaoh is saying, like, I've heard that you can interpret dreams. Joseph's response is, it is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Um, The New King James Version says, so Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. what we're in this waiting for trusting God and his timing for his promise. God is doing a work in you to, for you to recognize that he is the source of everything, even your gifts, even your dreams to where no matter who questions you, who asks you for something, you're always the, giving God the glory and the credit for it. You're recognizing, you're, it's from a place where it's like, no, you, you need to know that this is God. You, God wants you to have a humble um, spirit, a humble attitude to where you, you know, it's no, it's not, it's not me, but it's God who will give you peace. Yes, God is using me. Yes, God gave me this gift, but it's him. And I want people to know that it's him. When we can start, when our soul can be transformed in a way where we don't make it about us, where we don't need the attention, where we don't need the applause, we don't need the eyes, we don't need the likes and the hearts, then we can start holding the, we can start, um, we can begin to um, walk into the promise that God has. God can then start he can begin to trust us with what he promised us. Some things is just not about us trusting God, but God wants to trust us with what he what he entrusted us with. He gave you the promise. He gave you the dream. But sometimes we need to grow up in the dream. We need to grow up in the promise, okay, for it to be fulfilled. So I see here where I noticed Joseph, his language um, changed the way he talked about the dream. Um, 
if you read in the beginning how the brothers hated him, it said that he hated, they also hated him, not just for him telling the dream, but the way he, he told the dream. One of the, um, version says they hated him because of the way he told the dream i don't know the way he told it i don't know if it was cocky arrogant or or what but here in genesis 41 and 16 i hear humility in joseph's voice i hear him um deflecting all all gift all all his source everything to god god is getting the glory um and then if we go down a little further Genesis 41, verse 39. If you go down to verse 39, um, it says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dream to you, clearly no one else is, is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. Verse 41, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Joseph grew in what he could manage. If you notice at first, and I'm going to start with, even at first in his father's house, has how his father told him to go out and check on his brothers and see what they're doing and report back to him. That was still a little bit of management, right? He was hearing, he was hearing from his father. He's going to do what his father said do, even though it may have been to look and see what the, what his brothers were doing. He was still doing that and reporting back to them. And then he moved up to, okay, Potiphar's house. He managed his household. He was the he was the um he 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 was the um it said that he did stuff in administration and it, and God had favor on him and um blessed him and everything that he did and everything that he touched so it grew a little bigger from his father's house to another man's house then he goes to prison he learns now to manage probably even difficult people you know that's what I see in the prison probably difficult people different kinds of people um people who may not want to listen to him who may not want to be under his authority who do not different personalities people who don't want to be in prison there's probably um quite a bit that Joseph had to deal with in those two years or more at at prison so I'm seeing him going from different how from a different house to different management it like is growing the different um things that he had to grow through so it's when we're trusting God with his timing we have to understand that the assignments that's put before us is is to mold and shape us into who we need to be for the dream for the promise so we trust God with his timing because we we because we have to understand that if his timing is perfect then maybe who I am today is not is not at a place um, that my character can hold. Um, the it's not at a place that my character um, can hold the dream yet. That can help main, maintain the dream yet. I, there are things that I need to learn how to manage better. I need to grow in the way that I manage things. Or whatever it could be for you. For Joseph, that was him. Maybe there's some things in your soul that you need to be able to manage well. You need to be able to manage people rejecting you. You know, maybe you need to learn how to manage people not seeing you, liking you. Because right now, maybe the way that you manage it, manage it is 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 in a place where you feel destroyed. 
And God's like, I can't give this dream to her. I can't give this to her yet because I see down the road where there's going to be, there's going to be thousands who may, who may reject her, where there's millions who may follow. There's going to be thousands who, who reject her. And I don't want, I don't want my daughter to feel destroyed because of the thousand looking at the the thousand that reject, but not staying focused on the promise and not staying focused on what I told her to do. So let me deal with her here. You know, so that's a great example. Just by the way, that's really, really good. I don't know what guy um, is trying to grow in you or teach your or teach your soul to be able to manage. But everything that you go through is not wasted. God is working all things together for um, his good, for his purpose. Um, and the last one of the last things I saw, if you just go over with me to Genesis 45, chapter 45 and verse five now this is when his brothers um did come you know um his brothers came came back and this is where joseph eventually reveals his identity to his brothers and you have to remember what he went through um 20 years ago his brothers threw him in a pit you know i don't know we don't know all the feelings and the emotions and whatnot that he went through um i do believe it talked about um him it does talk about him being angry and upset and the misery um the turmoil that he felt when he was in the pit um that his brothers could see it does talk about that so we know there was anguish there there was hurt there there was pain so he's gone through all these years what is his response when he sees his brothers well you can read about some of that in the chapter before but this is what i want to get to in genesis 45 verse 5 it says this is where Joseph um, says to his brothers, um, oh, I'm sorry, let me go to verse four. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. Listen to verse five, but don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. Wow. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. Um, when I read this and I hear Joseph saying, telling them not to be upset, them not to blame themselves, not to be angry. Like Joseph is not it is not just about him being upset, but he's he's it's, he's more selfless now. He's concerned about their feelings. He's not holding on to what they did and how he feels in this place right here. Joseph has come to a place of forgiveness. He's come to a place where it's not about me. What is it in in your life or that's going on in your soul that you need to come to a place of forgiveness, a place of letting go of something, a place of where it's not about me? Because the promise that God has for you is not about you. It's about people that God wants to save. And if we are holding on to something or holding or keeping people in our past in a certain place in our lives where we need to let them go. I can tell you right now, you're not ready for the promise. If, if 
God, God's purpose and his plan and his will, he wants as many people as he can saved. He wants as many people as he can reconcile back to him. He wants to be in relationship with them. But if there are, but, but if you're going to be a hindering block to where they can't see, where they can't see God through you, how, how can, why would God use you? Why would God put you in a place where he, where you can't save them? And they, he could have easily turned away, not giving them any grain and kept, you know, unforgiveness and bitterness in his heart and say, no, you don't deserve this. No, but here he's like, no, I don't, I don't even want y'all to be upset. Don't blame yourselves. This was, this was God. God sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. I see not only forgiveness, but Joseph had a clarity of God's vision and his purpose. Do, are you clear? on God's vision and purpose for your life. Are you clear on who he's called you to? Joseph is clear in verse seven. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many others. What is your purpose? What is God's vision for you? Are you clear about that? Do you know it? Some of us, we want um, the vision so bad because it looks pretty, it looks good, but we really don't know the, the, the deeper meaning and purpose in God's heart behind it, what he truly wants. See, Joseph at 17 years old, just, he just saw bundles of grain. He didn't see, he didn't see, um, people that needed to be saved. He didn't see God sending him to save a, a, a people. He saw grains and he could have interpreted it at that age as me being ruler of you. But it's so much deeper than you having millions of followers and having this big platform and having best selling books. No, it's about saving the lives of God's people. Are you clear on what God wants you to do? This is what I see that has happened in 20 years. The humility that grew in Joseph, him seeing God as the source the source and as the source of the gift, his gift, the source of his dreams. Um, I saw also the growth in Joseph and being able to manage well, to be able to manage on different levels, um, as well as I saw forgiveness. And I saw that his, he had clarity on God's vision and God's purpose. And he gave God the glory. He gave God the glory for everything. Um, and he didn't blame. He didn't blame um, what happened to him. He didn't blame the people who did it. He was past the place of where he realized the vision, the purpose, the promise, the dream was bigger than him. So what can we learn when we are trusting God with, with his timing? What can we learn from this um, story? I, I have three things. One, stay focused on the assignment. That's before you, not just the dream. Yes, Joseph had this big dream at 17 years old, but he had different assignments along the way. He had to um, work in Potiphar's house. He had to work in, in the prison. He had assignments that, that, yes, it was to help other people, but it also helped his soul. It developed him in a way to um, 
no, no, number one, that God was, God is, was with him through it all. It was him that was giving him favor. It was him that was blessing him to be able to even do those assignments. But it also taught him about humility and to know that God was the one who was giving him, um, who, who was the one who interpreted dreams, you know? So I say, stay focused on the assignment. Don't focus so much on, um, it's not that you don't, you, you hold on to the dream, but don't so focus so much on the timing of when the dream is going to come to pass. It'll come to pass and God will let you know the next step when you're supposed to know it. We trust God in his timing when he reveals each step to us. But until then, stay focused on the assignment in front of you. Right now, you may be in a season where you need to focus on your kids. You may be in a season where you need to focus on your kids and your your job and maybe ministry. Whatever it is, stay focused on the assignment before you. Um, the second one I had is know that God is with you. Um, as you read through the scripture, that story in Joseph, um, of Joseph, you'll see throughout the scriptures where God is like, and God was with him. God was with him. His favor was with him. His hand was with him. Know that through it all, even the things that may happen that seem unfair, know that God is still with you. He's not, he's not going to leave you. And just because something looks, just because your life may be looking like it's panning out in a way that doesn't align with the dream, it doesn't mean that God has left you. He has not left you. God is working all those things. He's weaving all the circumstances and situations together to work out for his, his plan and his purpose. He will use those things to help develop your character, to help develop your soul, to trust him more, to know he's your source, to not waver on giving him credit and giving him glory. And then the last thing is I put that to know that what God has promised is not just about you. What God, that, that dream that God gave, um, Joseph, it wasn't about him and his bundle and him, him, um, people bowing to him. It was about his brothers. It was about the, the Egypt, the people in Egypt, Egypt, and then the many surrounding it is about saving those people. Know that what God promised you is not just about you. So we can't go off of our time and what we think is right, what, when we think is right, when we think is best. No, God has a bigger, a bigger plan, a bigger purpose. There are people who are connected to your dream. There are people who are connected to your promise. It's not just about you. It's for others. So I know for me, I, I want to be the best that I can be, I want to be the woman that God already designed me to be for that purpose, for that promise. And I don't want to get in the way of it because I want it, I want it now. Now think about that, that, that commercial, um, about JG Wentworth, you know, it's my money and I want it now. No, we have to have a, a mentality to say it's God's, it's God's purpose. It's God's promise. And I want it when he wants it. Amen. 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 And so I just want to leave us with some confessions for the soul. I pray this message bless your heart and I pray you you are refreshed in a way. I would love to hear um, what you even you thought about this and how I encourage you. You can comment, you know, if you're watching um, YouTube right now, you can comment below or for feel free to go to any of my um, social media um pages and just let me know how your um how the series has helped you all right so let's take a moment 
um, and just ready our souls to just um, speak this word and believe um, what we speak. Okay. All right. Repeat after me. God, I choose today to trust you and your timing. I trust that your timing is perfect and better than my timing. I yield my soul to remain focused on the assignment before me and to not grow weary because of the time. I have faith that God's promises will be manifested. For my God is with me and doing a work in me. His promises are yes and amen. All right, amen, amen, and amen.